I'm Julie. Yes, it's almost here. And I'm Phil. And this is Let's Dive In. I've been waiting for this so long. It's great. I've got my Christmas tree up. It's ready for presents. Are you you ready to go? Absolutely. The kids and I put our tree up weeks ago. It was total chaos. We had an evening full of chocolate and dancing and renditions of Jingle Bells and some Go Mustard. Yeah. Go Mustard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what my two-year-old son likes to call Ghost Busters. (laughs) Who are you going to call? Go Mustard! (laughs) That's awesome. It's so funny. It's literally, I'm up in stitches every time we do that. It's so funny. All right, anyway, anyway, back to Christmas. Yes, back to Christmas. Also, what about it? Well, so, in one of our episodes that's going to be coming out next year, we had a bunch of questions this year, during the autumn time, when all the leaves are falling off the trees, um, about leaves. So loads of kids sent in questions about leaves falling off trees, the colour change of the leaves and why they fall off trees and why some leaves don't fall off trees. And uh, I went to find a tree expert to ask about all these things. Yes, yes, I remember now. Those were great questions. And are we going to try and have a, a, a blast at answering one now? No. Oh. No, no, not this time. Sorry. Yeah, uh, but really instead, <laughs> instead, what I thought we could do is actually share a super duper 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 cool fact uh, from the tree expert that I spoke to. Oh, OK. So do you have a do you have one ready to go? A super duper fact? Uh, I do. I do. And um, the, the super cool tree expert that I found actually comes from somewhere very close to me here. So um, his name is Nick Rose and he's an arborist. He, he's a what now? An, ar- an ar- arsonist. Uh, he, he likes what does he do? An arborist. I'll, I'll let him tell you more. My name is Nick Rose. I'm a arboriculturalist, but I've also had a lot of experience in the forestry industry. And in fact, that's how I actually started working with trees. Arboriculture or tree surgery is the management of trees in rural areas and towns, cities, woodlands, it can be anywhere. And that is the management of trees to not necessarily always maintain them, but to remove trees that are potentially dangerous as well. So, you know, if you have a, so for example, we came and did your work, your trees needed to be reduced. And so basically, you then uh, reduce those trees so that the longevity of the trees then could then continue to grow, but in a managed in a managed form. Cool. I know it was so cool. And he was telling me all about the really cool gear that he and his team have to wear when they're doing all of their tree surgery stuff. Well, back up a second. This is not the first time you've surprised me today. Uh, like uh, what? Um, like surgery, like a medical surgery, like gloves, gowns, a mask and, and like blades and stuff. That's exactly what I asked him, if you can believe. Um, But it turns out that their gear is a little bit different. I imagine you dressing up like a surgeon, you know, with your gown and your mask and your visor and, you know, your little scalpels. But obviously when I've seen you and your team at work, you're, you're clearly not dressed like that. So what does a tree surgeon wear on the job? Okay, so one of the most important things that we have to wear when we are working with trees and with chainsaws 
is that we have to have specialised equipment to wear on our feet, uh, normally steel toe cap boots, and also boots that have Kevlar in them. So Kevlar is a special material that will stop the chainsaw. If the chainsaw catches the, the material in the boot, it should theoretically stop the chainsaw from working by wrapping the long strands of Kevlar round the, the drive sprocket of the chainsaw. We wear ballistic nylon trousers, so the very same sort of thing. They have, have material that if you touch it with a chainsaw, it will stop the chainsaw. It will, it will pull loads and loads of white fibrous strands out of the trousers and that will, that will theoretically stop the chainsaw from working. You say theoretically. You've not seen this in action then in your 30 years in the industry. I have, I have practiced this theory a few times. And, have you really? And it does work, yes. Oh my gosh. You've got to be brave. What bit did you practice it on? It's on the legs, yes. The legs are probably the most likelihood to get damaged when you're working as a forester and face. Were you wearing the trousers when you were testing this or did you just have them on a lot? Yeah, no, I was, I was working. I was working in the forest with the chainsaw and I accidentally caught my trousers and Ooh. it stopped the chainsaw. Oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky. Yeah. Thank goodness. Good old science, eh? Coming absolutely, up with these materials. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Oh, can you believe that he actually almost cut his leg off? I, I had an involuntary shiver when I was talking to him about this. It was, oh. I, I bet you did. Like, thank goodness the Kevlar, like, infused closed boots stopped it. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I couldn't believe it. I'm so grateful for, for science when it comes to things like this. Yeah, yeah I, I, so am I. But, but small little point. Uh, what has this got to do with Christmas? Like, it is a Christmas episode. So. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, so when I was talking to him, we had a really cool conversation. It went on for about an hour. Um, anyway, I asked him if he had a favourite tree. Ah, it was a Christmas tree. No. Uh, no, no, no. But he did have a really super, 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 super cool fact about one. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please, Julie. I'm look. I'm. I'm not going to lie. I'm. Please, will we get to the what's the what's the Christmasy bit here? Please. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to Nick. We have every year. We have Norway spruce trees. You might have a fir, but the Norway spruce tree is the traditional Christmas tree that we have in our lounge, which we decorate every year. And this tree, you wouldn't think, is at all capable of growing to the age that this one particular tree um, in Sweden has grown to. So there is a Norway spruce tree that has been carbon dated and is actually nine and a half thousand years old oh my goodness yes which is very old tree that's phenomenal <laughs> yeah it that's is absolutely amazing. and it's fascinating because and norway spruce trees don't normally do this basically it grows to about 90 foot and then that tree then dies and then another tree then sprouts up from the root plate of the tree and it's done this for nine and a half thousand years and it just keeps growing what so a, a, a norway spruce will grow live to about 90 and die it, off and, it and another tree will grow from the existing roots never ever grows from the existing roots even i have never heard of this ever and for some reason this tree just keeps producing regenerative growth or new growth from the stump and then this this tree emulates from the stump and they carbon dated it and the, the, stump the actual stump dated. because they wanted to see how big the stump was because nine and a half thousand years old you would think the stump would be massive but it's not it's not that big at all 
but this 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 tree just keeps producing new growth every every you know every time the stem dies every 90 years the stem dies and then it produces another one That's and it just amazing. it just continues to keep living yeah it's fantastic it's the only tree i haven't seen that i want to go and have a look at that is one old tree it is and it's so amazing how it works too you know this tree is part of a clonal system as in as in clones like like the star wars like it copies attack of the clones it copies itself exactly that's exactly how it works although i haven't seen star wars so i don't know what that's about but but yes it makes copies of itself um so basically nine and a half thousand years ago or you know roundabout um this particular norway spruce tree started growing and it grew and it grew and it grew and and from its root system grew another norway spruce tree which was genetically identical and then that one grew and grew and grew and then it it, it passed away after about 90 or so years and then and then the next one grew out of the root system and and over and over and over again over nine and a half thousand years until today so the tree that you can see in pictures when you look this one up is not the original tree from nine and a half thousand years ago. It's a repeated yes, version? exactly. It's the tree that you see now. It's only maybe about 90 years old. But the whole root system that's underneath it and surrounding it and supporting it, parts of that are nine and a half thousand years old. Oh, yeah, okay, quick okay, question. Like, is it the oldest tree? out there it's not actually there are some similar clonal trees and clonal tree systems that are older so there's a colony of quaking aspen trees in utah in america that scientists believe are is about well the whole system is about ten thousand years old whoa ten thousand wow i know but it's not the oldest living thing right so check this out there is an organism on our planet in the Mediterranean Sea, and it's a particular seagrass called Posidonia oceanica. And scientists have estimated that this is about 100,000 years old. 100,000 years old. That's, that's old. Uh, uh, ancient. Uh, to put uh, to think, putting that into perspective, the record for the oldest person ever was Jean Calment, and she lived to be 122 years and 64 days. So that's that's nothing compared to trees. Nothing. It's amazing. I, I love this fact about Christmas trees. And I actually have a cool little experiment that we can do. For a different fact or for this particular fact? Yeah, it's all about leaves on the Christmas tree. So what's special about the leaves on a Christmas tree? Well, apart from the fact that they're Christmas trees and they're completely magical. Uh, they're like, they're, there's lots of different things that Christmas trees are awesome about. Like uh, the Norway spruce that Nick's mentioned, they're conifers and they're, they have uh, leaves. They're more like needles and they're, they're than you, like if you think of an oak or a maple tree that have wide kind of leaves. You know, like the leaves that are on a Christmas tree? Yes, yes. On my Christmas tree, they're, they're pointy and sharp. Yes. Okay, so the job that leaves on a tree normally do is that they're spread out so that they can catch rain and filter it and push it down towards the roots where the tree can drink the water and help it to grow. The other thing that leaves do is that they're, uh, they collect sunlight those magical rays of brilliance that allow a tree to photosynthesize and grow. So if that's blocked, the tree can't grow and that's really important. But if you've got something that's blocking it, that's not a good thing. So this is why they're pointy and sharp and I have a little experiment that should be able to... Did you, can you hear the rustling that's in like in the background here? James? I hear the rustling. You hear the rustling? It is not. It is the, the rustle of science. It's not a guy called Russell who comes in and does my science for, him, for me. What I have here is I have some leaves 
from a tree that I have in my garden in, in Dublin. Um, and it's a nice and normal flat leaf like it's, it's, that we have here. And what I've done is I've taken some bits of old newspaper. I've cut them into tiny little small snowflakes and I'm going to drop them on the leaves. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I understand. Pretend snowflakes so, on leaves pretend of your snowflakes. garden trees. Perfect. And I have the same amount. I'm going to do this twice and I have the two little piles. I have the same amount in each. So I have 100 snowflakes in each. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my first set of snowflakes and I'm going to drop them onto these leaves. Here we go. Listeners, you might be able to hear this. Okay. So it's snow in here like la 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 Dropped a bit. La 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 Okay. So what's happened now is Julie can see this potentially on camera is there is lots of snow. Do you see it, Julie? I see it. I see it. I see the snow. I see the see snow. The snow, the fake snow. See the fake snow. The fake snow has dropped onto our Christmas, le- or to our normal leaf. So the leaf is really fat. So like a a spoon, like it, like a spoon that you would shovel soup into your mouth when you're cold. It collects um, the the liquid the same way. This is collect. These leaves have managed to collect the snow. Is that, is that okay so far? So far, so good. So far, so good. Okay, so now what I'm going to do is I have a branch of a Christmas tree, our little Christmas tree that I hear called Clive. Um, and it has the spiky little leaves, you can see it. Uh, and I'm going to drop the same amount of snow, or fake snow, onto it. And I'm going to see how much that it collects. Okay, you're going to try it ready for this, Julie? Three, two, one. Go, okay. Okay, that's actually a smaller area. Too. Okay, do that. There we go. I'm dropping last little bit. La, la. Oh, it's so wedgy. Okay, there we go. Oh, last bit. So, Julie, can you see this now? My, my branch. You'll see that there is... It's not as much snow. Exactly. There's not even a third of the amount that was that was on it. And the reason is because the branches are much thinner, so it's not wide. It's more like a fork in comparison to a spoon. So the snow kind of falls in between the gaps of the, the spine, so it doesn't collect the amount of snow, which meaning that the sunlight can hit the leaves, the tree can photosynthesize with that magical sunrise or sunsets, and oh well, the, the sunbeam things, the rays that make a crow and photosynthesize and the snow. And it also, they're a little bit bendy, so it flops out. So Christmas trees are designed by nature to be awesome and survive in snow just like will happen this Christmas hopefully please 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 I've got to say I love the analogy of a deciduous or flat leafed tree as a spoon and a Christmas or other conifer like tree as a fork I think that's fantastic I have never ever thought of it like that and I think it's brilliant thank you Julie I mean like you're welcome so for everybody who's out there every time you walk past a tree go spoon tree or go Fork tree, and like yeah, fork you know, tree, tree. That sounds like an amazing car game. You know, if you're like driving through oh, some woodland yeah. somewhere, you'd be like, "Spoon tree, there, there." Oh yeah, okay. Fork tree, spoon tree. Oh, I could so I imagine mean, playing like, that with the kids. <laughs> so I, much fun. I think this could be a thing. I mean, and this could be the many things, like and many of the many games that we may introduce to you in the new year. Because don't forget, let's dive in is coming back to you in 2021. That's true. That's true. We will be coming back to you. We will be coming back with Nick Rose, the arborist that we've heard from today, answering all sorts of questions about leaves. Not only that, we will also be hearing about spiders and we will be hearing about telescopes and all the other things about life, the universe and everything in it. Oh, I can't wait. See you next year, Julie. Happy New Year, everyone. Bye.
Thank you for listening. Now, Apart From Julie and Me, Let's Dive In is only made possible thanks to the support of Science Foundation Ireland and RTE. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So a giant thanks to them for supporting us and helping us put it all together. But what I think is even more important, no offence, Science Foundation Ireland and RTE, is the people who send the questions and our mini testers, because really they are the stars of our little international science showcase of science. Science showcase of science? Showcase of science. And because, I mean, like, we are showcasing the future and they are the future. We'd also like to thank our delightful producer, Nikki Coughlin. Whoop, whoop. Our coordinators, Lorna Byrne, Sharon Shannon and Avian Bird. And of course, the head honcho, the lovely and very important Suzanne Kelly. I feel like I should have a drum roll. We should have a drum roll. Suzanne, I don't know. Please keep us, don't fire us. And finally, thank you goes to you. Yes, you for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And even your cat about the show and make sure that you like and subscribe. So 